Welcome to The Flex. Let's be Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. In the A-hole chair, he's got more fantasy championships than Michael Phelps has gold medals. The Godfather, Chris Jakes. We hope you've had a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a joyous holiday season as the season comes to a close. And like the holiday season, the end of the NFL and fantasy football season is also coming to a close. Like always, the 2017 season came and went faster than John paying a visit to a $20 whore during his lunch break. The end of the fantasy season is disappointing for most, bittersweet for some, and for the few victors who celebrate a fantasy football championship and... Their NFL team is in the playoffs. This is sweeter than Olivia Wilde's asshole. Doused in Cool Whip. Stuffed with cotton candy. Mmm. Mmm-mm. Oh, jeez, look at the butt on that. Yeah. Now that's a sweet ass. He must work out. Olivia Wilde could break wind, bottle that shit up, and have the best damn selling fragrance on the market. That's right, Chanel. Victoria's Secret. I know what your secret is, Victoria, and that is Olivia Wilde's asshole. So seductive. With that said, welcome to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, where there is no offseason. We're with you guys year-round. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, and we'd greatly appreciate it if you guys leave us a review wherever you guys listen. Jeff is still in New York on vacation. We will be back at full strength next week. Jeff, Big Worm, Kevin Price, Will Lansgard, and the rest of the crew are all back from vacation. So, while Jeff is vacationing in New York, they're expecting their coldest New Year's Eve in nearly 60 years. Global warming, my ass. Jeff's my boy, man, but after dethroning me in one of our leagues... I hope his Grinch and Luhus suffer frostbite in that cold-ass New York weather this weekend. Although, Jeff really should have been a PR guy. Public relations. No matter what the hell it is, dude puts a spin on absolutely everything. If he suffered from frostcock, and for those who don't know, when you suffer from frostbite, the appendage affected turns black. And I know this for a fact. Jeff would spin that shit like a motherfucking top on wax. And the common perception is that black men swing some major wood. Swinging dicks. And no doubt in my mind, Jeff would come right out and brag about having a black cock, man. That's just kind of the kind of shit he does. That's the spin he puts on things. A little twist. Pretty sure DeAndre Hopkins suffers from frost cock. Hashtag ashy penis. Hashtag never forget. I know I don't. Anyways, there's a lot to get into today. We've got the fantasy preview for week 17. Got everything to get you prepped and ready. The challenge flag results have been tallied. 
We'll discuss this along with the punishment for the loser, just to reiterate for some of those who may have missed what the punishment is, or for those who are new to the show. For those whose fantasy season concluded last week, we take a sneak peek at 2018. We've got some Dynasty League talk, daily plays of the week for week 17, game picks, and of course, we got y'all's mailbag. But first, NFL News. As most of you have heard by now, former Pittsburgh Steelers defensive end slash outside linebacker James Harrison signed with the Patriots earlier in the week. Patrick Mahomes will start for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday against the Broncos. Derrick Henry will be the feature back this week for the Tennessee Titans. And the Rams have more players sitting out week 17 than the halitosis having shit-smelling obese kid in a pickup basketball game who suffers from extreme diabetes and asthma. Tip of the week. Like I've said and I always say, this is why you don't play fantasy football in week 17. Everything you've worked towards all season long comes down to an absolute fucking dart throw game of chance. It's like going to battle with no fucking strategy and no general, or even worse, going to battle with no fucking guns. This just pisses me off. Never, never schedule your championship week in week 17. I mean, this, this isn't even bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's going to a gunfight with your cock in your hand and nothing else. Then you're going to do shit. For those playing in Week 17 who own Todd Gurley or DeAndre Hopkins, or God forbid, both of them, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you won't get the chance in which you deserve for making it this far in your fantasy league to battle at full strength. Effing disgrace. Next week, we're going to dive into an amazing Dynasty League format I've created that is, in my opinion, the best fantasy football game out there for those that play with family or friends. Friggin' awesome. Y'all are gonna love it. All right, now for the bullshit, let's get to the week 17 fantasy preview. Fantasy preview. Five up. Five players who I am high on in week 17. These are some names that are gonna really help you guys out for some of those fantasy football players out there who are having to deal with some of these teams sitting players for week 17, prepping for the playoffs. These guys could be some decent plug-and-play options here for you. All right, number one, I got Jimmy Graham. Seattle, still fighting for that playoff spot. I think Graham's going to be pretty solid this week against Arizona. Number two, another tight end, Antonio Gates, which is probably going to be his last NFL game. I think, no doubt, he scores a touchdown this week. Him and Phillip Rivers go way back. They have a great chemistry. You know Rivers is going to give it up for his boy, man. Number three, Derrick Henry. I mean, it looks like he's finally going to have the backfield all to himself. I really don't think DeMarco Murray is going to play with that ACL injury. Mike Evans comes in number four for me. Evans, frustrating all year. Absolutely frustrating. And you know he wants to finish 2017 on a high note. At least I think he does. And I think he will do that. And coming in number five for me, the entire... And who the hell would have thought this shit five weeks ago? The entire San Francisco 49ers offense, as far as Jimmy Garoppolo, Carlos Hyde, and Marquise Goodwin, Kyle Shanahan now has enough talent to unleash the entire playbook. Nothing to play for, not, not holding back. Just go out there and sling it, Jimmy. 
Doesn't hurt that the Rams are sending out the B squad on Sunday either. So definitely fire up Jimmy G, Hyde, and Goodwin in week 17. Beer goggle picks. Make it. I know you got boiled peanuts in those pants. Do we have sex? Mmm. Man. Yeah, it helps me win. Nice. You're going to regret that in the morning. I immediately regret this decision. What'd you do? Um, your asshole, I guess. All right, beer goggle picks for week 17. Guys, you're gonna, you are going to regret starting in your championship week. Number one, Lamar Miller, who is always on this list for me. Always. Probably will always be until dude retires. Alfred Blue last week in week 16 outtouched and outperformed him. Continue to stay away from Lamar Miller if you can. What makes sitting him difficult for this week, though, is the fact that it's week 17 and so many damn teams are resting players or likely will rest players with the second half lead. Number two, I got the Los Angeles Rams. Whether it be their regular skill position players or their defense. I mean, the Rams plan to sit starters on both sides of the ball in this one. I don't feel good about any Rams this week. Let's just say that right now. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is in. Most Kansas City starters are going to be out. Avoid the Chiefs also, if possible. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins. And you'll notice a trend here. Hopkins also unlikely to play in Week 17 Championship Week. Fucking disgrace. Feel so bad for y'all, man, playing this week. Terrible, terrible. All right, coming to number five, I got Tevin Coleman. Carolina's defense is fourth against the run this year. So it's a tough matchup as it is for Coleman. And Devontae Freeman's skill set should, it should, see him featured heavily in the Falcons' offensive game plan for Week 17. Start of the week. All right, must starts for Championship Week, Week 17. Some names outside the must-start tier of fantasy studs that are actually going to play this week, hopefully. These guys could be the difference in making or breaking your fantasy championship game. Number one, I got Marvin Jones, the Detroit Lions. Jamison Crowder comes in number two. Brandon Cooks at number three. Kenny Stills at four. D.D. Westbrook comes in at five. Antonio Gates, who we've already touched on a little bit, number six. Jimmy Garoppolo and Marquise Goodwin come in at seven and eight. Ted Ginn Jr., number nine. I think Ginn has a pretty good game against Tampa this week. And number 10, blast from the past, Demarius Thomas comes in number 10 for me here. Hell Marys, go for the knockout. You got to throw up a Hail Mary up there. I'll give you one more. My bonus starter, I'm going Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans. Finally going to get the bulk of the carries in this one. Bulk of the snaps. I like Derrick Henry a lot this week. Even going up against that Jags D. All right, before we continue real quick, let's just recap some of the challenge flags from 2017. So, the results of the 2017 challenge flags are in. For those new to the show, every fantasy preview episode each week, Jeff and I will throw a challenge flag on something we don't agree on for that week, some we don't see eye, eye to eye on, some kind of some projections that we disagree upon, what have you, right? So the flag can be accepted or declined 
And here are the results for 2017. In 2017, we had a total of 46 challenge flags thrown and accepted. And the winner of the 2017 challenge flags And the winner is... No one. No one. Can you believe this shit? After 16 weeks, Jeff and I fucking tied a 23 apiece. I'll say, I'll say this right now. I'll be honest. I had a real shit week in challenges. I was kind of being a little reckless, like my Jordy Nelson challenges and all that garbage. But man, 23 apiece. That sucks. However, there is a tiebreaker already set in place. If you remember a few weeks back, we had a physical challenge flag, right? That I could still throw a football over 60 yards. We're going to settle this shit on Monday. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on this at the end of the show today. The Ring Dynasty. Life Lessons. All right, here comes the Dynasty segment. For all you Dynasty guys out there and girls out there. Some Dynasty Life Lessons. And one I want to hit on real quick. Do not overvalue draft picks in Dynasty Leagues. Some Dynasty League fantasy players treat them like the friggin' gold. And gold they can be, but they can also be fool's gold. As one listener sent in, I believe his name was Jose, if I remember off top. Well, anyways, Jose sent in a grade to trade over the summer in which he sent DeAndre Hopkins and LaShawn McCoy for a first and second round pick prior to his league's rookie draft for this past year or this current year that we're in right now. The picks ended up being Joe Mixon and John Ross. Someone get that man a bumper sticker that reads, Shit Happens. The constipation game. Time to take the laxative. Shit Happens. Don't be scared to own veterans either. I see a lot of fantasy players that are new to Dynasty that place way, way too much emphasis on having young players pretty much fill out their entire roster. Obviously, you want to have young talent on your roster, but having an overall well-rounded good mix of young talent and some veteran guys that are already in their prime, it's a pretty damn good recipe for success in Dynasty. Targets. Rank them. All right, ranking the top 10 Dynasty League targets for 2018. Just some players you need to target. If someone in your league has one of these studs and they overvalue draft picks, make the trade for these guys I'm about to give you right here. The value these guys have is through the roof, but could still be acquired based on some inconsistent play that we've seen from them. Uh, Inexperience also, or some of these guys are coming off of injury as well. Number one, my number one guy on the board here. Now, these aren't really in order, but this is the guy that first came to mind right away, and that's Carson Wentz. Hardest quarterback to land for 2018 for sure, but like the great urban poet, 50 Cent says, get rich or die trying. Coming up next, we got Deshaun Watson. Watson is an absolute stud. He's a hard get, but worth a shot, no doubt. Jimmy Garoppolo, straight Mob gangster. Jimmy the Butcher. That's that's the nickname I'm rolling with, man. 
The dude is 6-0 and in his career, and he carved up the Jacksonville defense like a Christmas ham and put their hopes of a playoff bye week to bed with the Fishes. David Johnson also on this list for me. Time spent away from the spotlight can lead some fantasy players to suffer from amnesia. Don't be one of them. Do not forget about David Johnson. Dude is Ladanian Tomlinson 2.0. Kenny Drake also makes the list. If he's given the opportunity next season, and I think he will, I think Drake has the potential to be a consistent high-end RB2 for 2018. Deontay Foreman also makes the list for me here. I fully expect Foreman will be the lead back in Houston alongside a healthy Deshaun Watson next season. That offense should be fun to watch for sure. Allen Robinson also on this list for me. I know it's kind of a blast from the past right here, but dude is set to become a free agent. Jacksonville's probably going to franchise him. But if not, I could see Allen Robinson resurrecting his career either with another franchise or with an improved Jacksonville offense. I still don't think that Jacksonville sold on Bortles. I damn sure as as hell wouldn't be. Kareem Hunt also makes a list, obviously. But after that long stretch of poor play, there might be some owners out there that might be a little concerned about Hunt's long-term viability or sustainability to consistently produce week in and week out. Didi Westbrook also makes a list here. If y'all remember, Antonio Brown, before he was Antonio Brown, Brown, like Westbrook, tore up the preseason like James Harrison tears up fines from the NFL. Westbrook is absolutely worth acquiring for the high upside potential he's got. Uh, I think he's got the pedigree of a wide receiver one down the road if Bortles continues to improve or like I just mentioned, if Jacksonville decides to upgrade the quarterback position. And coming in number 10 for me, this one might be a little surprising also. Probably not surprising as Alan Robinson, but um, I'm going Kenny Galladay for the Lions. Golden Tate clearly slowed down the second half. You have to wonder if Marvin Jones can keep it going and duplicate his 2017 season in 2018. And we all know Stafford's a gunslinger. And Galladay has flashed at times. Dude's a big-time playmaker, and he's only going to get better. Now let's get to the top 10 trade-aways in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues. Dangleberries. They hang out the bottom of your ass, by the way. Trade bait. Who's dangling? Hitting on some guys with some name value who are on the decline. Like the hoodie. Better to move on from players a year too early than a year too late. All right, number one, Mar Miller, a popular guy. I have a conversation last couple of weeks here. All right, Lamar Miller comes in number one. Dude is the human vacuum. He sucks more shit than an aggressive prison inmate on a double dose of Viagra with homoerotic tendencies. You mean my lucky charm? Oh yeah, I'm fixin's to fuck you. Julio Jones comes in number two. Overall, the numbers look solid, except for the touchdowns, obviously. That production for the uh, for finding the end zone has not been there all year. He's only got three on the season. Julio's best seasons may be in the rear view. You got to worry about injuries with him too in that foot. And the gift for Julio right now would make a pirate jealous. You are a smelly pirate hooker. Jordy Nelson also makes this list. Some may still be believers in Jordy next season. With, with the return of Aaron Rodgers and time away from football, people kind of forget a little bit. Kind of forget. 
But anyways, Jordy's going to be 33 in a few months. Sell his ass if you can. Amari Cooper also makes this list for me as well. And kind of like Jordy, man, some, some people may chalk up 2017 as just a bad year for Amari Cooper. I just think he's not as good as everyone projected him to be when he came out of the University of Alabama. I'm no longer waiting for the, quote, breakout, unquote, that many have been waiting for. Dude's had plenty of time to do it. Hasn't done it yet. Bilal Powell also makes the list here. Like I've said from the beginning, Powell is like the wind. He effing blows. Isaiah Crowell also on the shit list here. Another overrated running back, undeserving of starting on any fantasy teams, any format. Jordan Reed also makes the list. Need I say more other than Jordan Reed? He's more injured than that dude Sam Jackson played in Unbreakable. Just made a glass. Jay Ajayi also tops the shit list for me here. I'm telling you right now, 2016 was an absolute fluke. It was a fluke. Funny how more than half of these dudes were on my DDL don't draft list in the preseason. Huh, would you look at that? Nail on the head. That's why they call me the carpenter, man. Devontae Parker, also on the shit list. And believe it or not, there's still a large group of fantasy players who still believe in Devontae Parker's talent slash ability. I'm no longer one of those guys. In today's NFL, it's never been like it is today, like, like it is right now. If you don't take the big leap by year two or year three at the latest, that leap's just not coming. You're not going to take that step. College football, today's college football game has made huge strides over the past decade. I mean, they run pro-style offenses and prepare these kids for the next level more so now than ever before. It's not even close. And I think Parker's ceiling is pretty much Marvin Jones or Muhammad Sanu, that type of player. I don't think it's going to ever be anything more than that. What a bust. I think it was the 11th pick overall in the draft from Louisville. Man. Dolphins had some shit luck with wide receivers, don't they? Didn't they, didn't they take Ted Ginn ninth overall from Ohio State back in uh, 2006? 05 or 06? 06, I believe. Whatever gives a shit. All right, Devin Funches finishes off my top 10 of the shit list here for Dynasty and Keeper Leagues. Funches, to my surprise, has played pretty well since Kevin since Kelvin Benjamin was shipped up to Buffalo early in the season. I don't think Carolina goes into 2018 with Funches as the number one wide receiver in Carolina. That's just kind of how it's been like this year. He's like the de facto number one. And they haven't had Greg Olson for the majority of the year either. So I think his numbers are clearly inflated by the lack of players and, or talent around him. Curtis Samuel presumably will take another step forward in his development. And I think the Panthers have to add somebody in free agency. All right, that's that time. Let's get to the game picks. Show me the money. Start of the week. All right, Green Bay Packers at Detroit Lions. Lions favored by six and a half in this one. Top starters from this game. Give me Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones, and Jamal Williams. Golden Tate, low-level flex option this week. Give me the Lions at home. They cover the six and a half. New York Jets at... The New England Patriots. Patriots favored by 15 in this one. Top players from this one. This is a little tough. It's tough to trust Tom Brady. But if somehow 
you managed to get to your fantasy championship week 17 game with Tom Brady as your quarterback. <laughs> to fill out the rest of your roster there. Give me Tom Brady, Deion Lewis, Brandon Cooks, Gronk, and for the Jets, give me Robbie Anderson. Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by five and a half because no one's going to effing show up for Houston probably. The Texans are already playing their B squad. Been dropping like flies all season long. Started with J.J. Watt. Who at this point I think is more injury prone than Gronk and Jordan Reed combined. You can't get on the field for more than five minutes. Anyways, pains me to say this because I dog on this guy all the time. I think Lamar Miller is a, is a flex play this week. Just because there's no other friggin' options. Alpha Blue, also star worthy this week. Flex worthy, I should say, for both those guys. Give me T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle. Give me the Colts to cover the spread. Five and a half. Colts win big. By at least a touchdown. And they should easily cover that 15-point spread as well. Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by seven in this one. Starts of the week. Give me Josh Gordon. Give me Juju, Smith-Schuster, Le'Veon Bell, Jesse James. Don't be surprised by Jesse James' pick. The Browns suck against tight ends in 2017. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to cover the spread. They win. They cover the seven. Washington Redskins favored by three on the road, taking on the New York Giants. Starts of the week. Give me Kirk Cousins, Jamison Crowder, Samaj P. Ryan, Vernon Davis. That might be a blind side of pick. I might regret that shit, but I'm going with Vernon Davis anyway. Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. Redskins win, and no problem. They cover that three points. Win by more than three. Chicago Bears on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by 11 and a half. Starts of the week. Give me Case Keenum, Jarek McKinnon, Adam Thielen, and Kyle Rudolph, Latavius Murray. Low-end RB2 this week. Chicago Bears run D, still pretty solid. I think McKinnon has a better game. Give me the Bears. Plus 11.5. Vikings win this game, but they don't cover. Dallas Cowboys, three-point road favorites at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are resting players. They've got absolutely nothing to play for. But having said that, give me Nick Foles, Nelson Hagelor, and Zach Ertz for Week 17 as my top starts for Philly. And then for the boys, give me Dak, Dez, and Zeke. Sounds like some bullshit Nickelodeon cartoon, doesn't it? Cowboys win. They cover the three. Dallas offense finally shines in week 17. Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, nine and a half point home favorites here. Starts the week. Give me A.J. Green, Giovanni Bernard, Alex Collins, and Ben Watson. And I think the Bengals... I think the Bengals could win this game. I think the Bengals do win this game on the road at Baltimore. I know it's tough. Baltimore's been playing pretty well lately. The Bengals have really have nothing to play for. Baltimore does. But this is Marvin Lewis's last game. I think I think the Bengals actually play hard for him this one time this season. But no, I can't do it. I, I'm trying to convince myself. No, Baltimore wins this game though. F it. Bengals cover the spread, though. How about that? Give me the Bengals plus nine and a half. 
Moving on, Buffalo Bills, two and a half point road favorites in Miami to take on the Dolphins. I don't know why the hell they're uh, road favorites, but okay. LaShawn McCoy, Kelvin Benjamin, Kenyon Drake, Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, and Julius Thomas all make my starts for Week 17. Tyrod Taylor needs to have a good game if he wants another shot ever at a starting quarterback position, job, wherever it may be. So I don't think it's going to be Buffalo after the whole Peterman saga. Dolphins play upset here. I know the Bills, this is a must-win game for them. They still need some help to get in the playoffs, but Miami, I think Miami's a better team. I, I'm st- I still don't know how the hell Buffalo's got this far. I don't know how the hell they made it this far. Give me Miami. They went outright. Done deal. Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by four. Atlanta just does not seem like a very good team to me this year. I know they've been playing pretty well second half of the season after losing all those close games early on. But they they do not strike fear in opponents. I, wouldn't, I would not imagine. Anyways, having said that, top star, starters for this week. Give me Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Devontae Freeman. For the Panthers, give me Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Devin Funches, Greg Olson. And having said all that shit about the Falcons, I'll still take the Falcons to win. And I think they barely covered the spread. I think they're going to win. I'll take the Falcons minus four. Just for the fact that they're at home and they seem to be a much better offense at home than they are on the road. New Orleans Saints, seven-point favorites on the road, take on the shitty Tampa Bay Bucks. Top starters for the week, give me Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, and Ted Ginn Jr. For the Bucks, fire up Mike Evans. Peyton Barber's a low-level flex. Saints win this one going away. They cover the seven. Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, three-point favorites. I know Jacksonville's going to be resting some people. But that Tennessee team is so bad. So bad. Give me Leonard Fournette, D.D. Westbrook, Derrick Henry, and Delaney Walker for your starts for Week 17. Give me the Jags to win on the road against the Tennessee Titans. Moving on, Oakland Raiders at the LA Chargers. Chargers favored by eight and a half points. Give me Michael Crabtree, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Antonio Gates. Chargers are going to light up the Raiders, man. They're going to light them shits up. Give me the Chargers to win, and they cover the eight and a half points. Arizona Cardinals at Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by nine. Fire up for the week, Larry Fitzgerald. Russell Wilson, Mike Davis, if you need a running back this week. Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham. And I'll even throw Ricky Seals-Jones for the Cardinals in there because a lot of tight ends right now are either on IR or sitting out this week. I think just by default, Seals-Jones could be a top 10, top 12 fantasy tight end in week 17. Give me the Seahawks. To win at home and cover the nine points. Kansas City Chiefs take on the Denver Broncos in Denver. Denver, three and a half point favorites. That's because nobody's really playing for KC. I'm not playing anybody in KC this week. I'm not playing any Chiefs if I got them because they don't know if they're going to play. Who I will play. Give me CJ Anderson. 
who I think scores a touchdown. Give me Demarius Thomas, who also scores a touchdown this week. Give me the Broncos to win. They cover the three and a half points. San Francisco 49ers, four points. Favorites on the road against the LA Rams. Fire up Jimmy G. Jimmy the Butcher. Carlos Hyde. Marquise Goodwin, all good to go. Roll those mofos out. 49ers beat the shit out of the Rams, I'm predicting this week. Rams are playing their B squad, like I said earlier. Jimmy G going to be 7-0. and And real quick, what a, what a bad call was by me last week. Saying that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to get rocked against that Jacksonville team. Man, he impressed the shit out of me. How good is Jimmy Garoppolo, man? Whew, man, dude looks amazing. Here's one for the ladies. My mind's telling me no. Foreplay. But my body, my body's telling me yeah. Close optional. optional. Indeed. Top four players for this week. One from each position. Top quarterback for the week. Give me Russell Wilson. Top running back. Give me Alvin Kamara. Top wide receiver. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Top tight ends. Give me some Jimmy Graham. Daily plays of the week. Daily plays to throw at you for week 17. Here we go, man. For y'all playing season-long fantasy, it's time to dive into DFS. Daily fantasy football. At quarterback, I'm firing up Russell Wilson. Or Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't go wrong with either one of those guys this week. Running back, give me Kenyon Drake. Alfred Blue is a good low-cost option as well if you're looking to save at uh, one of the positions here. And like I said, man, he out-touched Lamar Miller. Had better numbers. He's in a good matchup. Like it. Like Alfred Blue this week in, di- in daily. Alvin Kamara, another good one to throw out there. Playing against that terrible Bucks defense. Marquise Goodwin, D.D. Westbrook. I prefer... Good win over Westbrook this week, but uh, it's close. Kenny Stills, I like this week. I think he's going to score a touchdown here in week 17. He's about due. He's about due. Give me Tay Ginn Jr. also. And like I just said just a few minutes ago, Demarius Thomas. I think he finds the end zone this week. Fire up Demarius Thomas in your daily plays of the week. Antonio Gates, a tight end. And like I said, most likely, I think this is going to be his last NFL game Rivers will make sure he finds the end zone. Fire up Derrick Henry at the flex. Going to have a lot of opportunity. And for the defense, very low-cost option here. Can't go wrong here, though. 2500 bucks. Fire up the San Francisco 49ers. All right. It's that time. You know what time it is. <laughs> Mailbag. That right there is the mail. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? Oh, shit, buddy. You gotta be kidding me. I got boxes full of... They've been asking for their mail. It's all they're talking about up there. All right, week 17. Last week of starts and sit mailbag questions. That's for damn sure. But remember, guys, we go year-round. 
Send us shit on whatever the hell you want to talk about, man. Anything you want to ask us, fantasy related or not, get and send that shit. You can send all questions to questions at fantasysportstudios.com or you can send it out to my email personally as well, chris at fantasysportstudios.com or the flex at fantasysportstudios.com. Here we go, kicking things out. Number one. <clears throat> As of now, who do you think the top three picks will be in 2018? Jason in Waterford, Michigan. Jason, my man, I'm going to say right now, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. And I got to go David Johnson ahead of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is yards per carry. Shitty. Man, eye test, eye test. Don't forget the eye test. It's not just statistics. Eye test. 3.9 yards per carry is not going to cut it, buddy. Not when you're going to pick in the top three man no thanks all right number two will you guys be covering and dishing out fantasy football advice for the nfl playoffs format kent and portsmouth west oh no, i'm sorry wyoming kent dude yes we are gonna definitely be covering and dishing out fantasy football advice like you uh like you said here for the nfl playoffs fantasy football format for sure no doubt we will be diving into that next week because that's getting ready for wildcard weekend. Yeah, sure, man. All right, next one. Start Russell Wilson against Arizona or Phillip Rivers against the Oakland Raiders. Jason in New York, New York. Jason, can't really go wrong with either one, man. I'm going to go Russell Wilson, though. He's my number one quarterback for week 17. All right, moving on, number four, Tyrod Taylor against Miami Dolphins or Marcus Mariota versus Indianapolis Colts. Aaron in Las Vegas, Nevada. Aaron, is there an option Option C, man? Both those quarterbacks blow ball sack, man. Go try to find Nick Foles, Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody, man. There's got to be somebody, somebody better than Tyrod Taylor and Marcus Mariota. has got to be. But if I had to choose between between these two shitheads here, man, man, it's scary, dude, because what if Buffalo goes ahead and uh, pulls another little uh, Nate Peterman? What if Taylor gets benched? I don't know. That worries me a little bit. And Mar- Mariota just sucks. Uh, I guess, you know, I'm going to go Mariota, though. I guess I have to go Mariota. Just it's safe to play. How the hell did you make it with Tyrod Taylor and Marcus Mariota? Hey, man, good for you. Your team's got to be stacked, my dude. Congratulations. Good luck to you guys who uh, are rushing starts and sits, man. Pulling for y'all. Moving on to the next one here. Is it risky to play Tom Brady this week? Sean in Clarksville, Tennessee. Hell yeah, it's risky. Damn right, Sean. It is absolutely risky, man. Tom Brady's looked like shit the last four or five weeks. And like like I just said about uh, Aaron there, the fact that you made it to championship week with Tom Brady after his performances. Congratulations, my man. You got a stacked team, no doubt, man. Have to. All right, moving on. Number six. Star Jimmy G against the LA Rams or Jameis Winston against the Saints. Jordan in Long Island, New York. Man, you know where I'm going. I'm going with Jimmy G all the way. Jimmy G just so damn good, man. Is that a true brisky in your pants? Well, yes. Yes, it is. For Jimmy G, absolutely it is. All right, number seven, dynasty question. My tight ends are a fantasy wasteland. 
I have Tyler Eifert, Jordan Reed, and Ricky Seals-Jones. Should I hold on to them or one of them or none of them? What would you do if you were me? Please help. Kate in Athens, Georgia. Kate, I, I would keep Reed. I know he's injury prone as hell, but so is Eifert. Seals-Jones right now is a tight end streamer, not somebody you can rely on. So if you change your perspective on how you're viewing the tight end position, it could definitely pay off for you now and in the future. Think of it like this. All right, tight ends for this year, very inconsistent, aside from the big boys at the top. I mean, tight ends were strained in 2017 more than any other position this season, and that includes defenses. So <clears throat> when you look at Reed, try to forget the name here for a minute. And uh, just think of him as like another guy at the position. Just another guy, just a jag out there. Now, when you're playing your everyday streamer, you're always hoping for the best. Much like when you own Jordan Reed, I suppose. You're hoping for the best. But there's one big difference. Reed has the potential to single-handedly win you weeks. When he plays, when he's healthy, dude's amazing. I would hold on to Reed... I'd pick up the best tight end available as insurance for Reed because God knows you're going to need that. If you only get five healthy weeks out of Reed for the entire fantasy football season, you've at least neutralized any advantage your opponent has or may have had at the tight end position during the course of those five weeks. Whereas if you held on to one of the other guys, Eifert, Seals, Jones, you'd still be starting that tight end on a hope and a prayer that he's, that he does something. So whether you play Reed and you're hoping to prayers that he stays healthy or you're playing another guy and just have a hope and a prayer that he can put up Reed-like numbers, go with the stud. Go with the stud. Go with the big boy. I know. I'm really taking a lot of time with this. All right, bottom line, there's only 13 regular season games in a fantasy football league. So like I said, if I can get an elite, if I can get elite production in just five of those games, shit, even three of those games, that could be the difference in me playing in week 14 or planning for the following season. And that's all I can really say about that. Just like I said, go with the studs. Go with Reed. Number eight, keeper league question. Should I keep Kenyon Drake in the 15th round or Mark Ingram in the sixth? Ryan in Orlando, Florida. Rye, go with the Drake. Kenyon Drake, man. For me in the 15th, that's great value. And I think Mark Ingram's future is a little bit uncertain. Dude's going to be entering his ninth season in the league next year. All right, moving on number nine. I have Jared Goff, so I am screwed in my championship game. But thank you guys for your advice, especially the spot on draft bust. Anyway, should I start Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Foles, or Derek Carr, Rob in Plantation, Florida? I love hearing that, Rob. Love it. Thank you, man. Thank you for the kind words, brother. And you're more than welcome, my man. I'm rolling with Jimmy G. The Rams, they're sitting key players on both sides of the ball, defensive side of the ball included. And right now, man, no one's confidence is higher than Jimmy the Butcher Garoppolo's confidence is right now. Throw Jimmy G out there, man. It's going to pay off for you. Good luck. Moving on. Last one here. I happen to be in one of the leagues that plays the Fantasy Championship Week in Week 16 and 17 combined. I'm down 36 points, 
Should I start Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo? I only ask because I think Brady will exit the game early. David in Santa Barbara, California. David, you must be playing on ESPN League or something like that because I think ESPN is one of the select few fantasy football sites that haven't uh, caught up to uh, what constitutes as a good fantasy football format. Now, don't get me wrong. ESPN has improved over the last couple of years. But if I had to rank my big three fantasy football platform sites, hosting sites, whatever you want to call them there, I'm going to go Yahoo, MFL, which is my fantasy league. There's just so many awesome customizations to MFL. I love MFL probably the most. And uh, NFL.com is also, also not terrible, although their mobile app blows nuts, man. All the times I was trying to pick up guys and picking up MFers from uh, another NFL.com league I was in, just freaking frustrating how they just keep crossing over. Anyways, I like the question, man. I don't think Brady will leave the game until at least maybe three or four minutes in the fourth quarter if they're up by at least two scores. Brady's not one likes to come out, so I don't see that happening until late in the game, like I said. And uh, But Brady has struggled of late, so I mean, I'm totally okay with you wanting to play Jimmy Garoppolo over him. But it does kind of teeter along the line of cuteness, if you know what I mean, man. Sounds a little cute to bench Tom Brady in favor for Jimmy Garoppolo, but if it were me, I love Jimmy G, but I would continue to roll with Brady in this, in this regard. Congratulations, by the way, man, for making it to your championship game despite Brady's struggles that I just talked about with the last four or five weeks. And in closing, before we get out of here real quick, so just to give you guys a quick peek at the upcoming show here, or shows, I should say, for next week. So we have the 2017 Fantasy Football Award Show we'll be having next week. We announced the finalists for the 2017 Fantasy Sports we announced the finalists for the 2017 Fantasy Sports Studios Flex Fantasy Football Podcast Fantasy Football Hall of Fame. Holy shit, that was a lot to say. We got the tiebreaker as I hit on at the beginning of the show for the 2017 Challenge Flags. It will be live streamed as I attempt to throw a football over 60 yards, which I have been on to do like nothing back in the day. We'll also video the quarterback skills challenge in which I take on Trevor Simeon's quarterback skills tape. So stay tuned as we find out which one of us will be forced to stand in the middle of one of the busiest intersections in Palm Beach County during rush hour, which sees an average of 60,000 vehicles per day. And that person's going to be donning a fucking dress, holding the dunce sign, explaining quite simply (laughs) that one of us is... For lack of a better word, a complete fucking moron. And a gentleman always pays his debts. And we pay ours also. Till then, good luck to everyone playing in Week 17. Thank you for listening to the Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Till next time. See ya! Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash FantasySportsStudios. Studios.